pick up any newspaper, watch cable news channels, surf internet news websites. It's all yesterday's news today. You need tomorrow's news today. You need Transvision 2020 now with Gerald Salente. Hi, this is Gerald Salente, May 26th, and here's today's trends in the news. A lot of economic news out today. The first piece out, U.S. economy grew at 1.8% in first quarter, less than forecast. Oh, they thought the new number was going to be 2.2%. And those jobless claims, they increased more than expected as well, up by 10,000 to 424,000 in the week ending May 21st. There is no recovery. Not for the average working person. As a matter of fact, as you well know, the price of everything is going up as wages continue to go down. But there have been big beneficiaries with this wonderful recovery of the tens of trillions of dollars that have been dumped into the system by the Federal Reserve. So here's another news report that came out that barely made the news. Fed gave banks crisis gains on secretive loans as low as 0.1%. Now listen to this language. Crisis gains? What's a crisis gain? Well, it's a loan as low as 0.1%. Bloomberg, Credit Suisse, Goldman Sachs, the Royal Bank of Scotland, each borrowed at least $30 billion in 2008 from a Federal Reserve emergency lending program whose details weren't revealed to shareholders, members of Congress, or the public. The $80 billion initiative called, listen to the language, Single Tranche Open Market Operations, or for you familiar with the jargon, STOMOs, units of 20 banks received cash at auctions for which they paid as little as 0.1%. This was a pure subsidy, said Robert A. Eisenbeis, former head of research at the Federal Reserve Bank in Volanta, and now chief monetary economist at Sarasota, Florida-based Cumberland Advisors, Inc. The Fed hasn't been forthcoming with disclosures overall. Why should this be any different? But here's what the Fed has to say. This is their mouthpiece, another little squeakly little mouthpiece. Jeffrey V. Smith, not to get confuse him with Jeffrey X. Smith, of the New York Fed spokesperson, by increasing the availability of short-term financing when private lenders were under pressure, quote, this program helped alleviate strains in financial markets and support the flow of credit to U.S. households and businesses. Oh, all you little business people out there in households, you know how easy it was to get that money at 0.1%. The game is rigged. $80 billion, those are just a few of the companies that I mentioned who got some of this cash. Here's the deal. Hey, you want a loan? 
I got a loan for you. How much do I owe you for this loan? Hey, don't worry about it. Just get the money out there. Keep it moving to the buddies so we keep the too big to fails keep floating. Hey, where does this money is imprinted? You know, money doesn't grow on trees. Don't worry about it. I'm Uncle Sam. I'm going to squeeze the people. I'll get it from them. They'll pay. So just take the money and keep the system going. We got to keep the Ponzi scheme going. Hi, this is Gerald Salenti, and here are some of today's trends in the news. Gold is going down. Bernanke says the economy is going up. I've seen this movie a lot of times over the last year. Every time he makes the scene, says things are going to go fine, everyone's expecting more QE3, he says no, gold prices go down, they say there's a recovery underway. Well, there is a recovery underway. You can't deny the facts. But there's an important fact about the facts. And one of those facts is that interest rates are down near zero. They keep flooding the market with this cheap money and they don't stop. And they're doing the same thing over in Europe with the European Central Bank dumping virtually trillions of dollars into the system, loaning it to banks at, again, virtually no interest rates. And they're keeping the Ponzi scheme alive. The Greek problem is the minor problem. And by the way, what's not making any of the American news and barely the news on, say, BBC or other English-speaking newspapers and media are the massive demonstrations going on in Spain, going on in Italy, going on in Greece. So this isn't going to end very nicely, but they are going to continue to prop it up. Hi, this is Gerald Salenti. It's Tuesday, February 27th, 2018. And here are some of today's trends in the news. Well, we're starting to hear from that new Fed chair, Powell. That's right. And Mr. Powell said today that uh, hey, we're pretty confident on where inflation is going. So looks like we're going to raise interest rates more. And again, equity markets are afraid to see the stopping of cheap money flowing into the markets. So the markets went down. And the commentators say he was, quote, more hawkish than they thought, meaning that it looks like they're going to push up interest rates four times. Again, we will go on record as saying that if these markets keep going down and things start weakening, Mr. Fed chair is going to do a reversal and he will not be so confident about raising interest rates. Welcome to Trend Vision 2020, your money and your life. I'm Doug Grunther with the publisher of the Trends Journal and world leading trend forecaster, Gerald Salenti. Here's the deal. Earnings are beating Wall Street expectations up by 6.7%, with 73% of the companies exceeding their bottom line estimates. So this is positive for the economy. How much of that is the tax break they got, and how much of it is they're really doing more business? It's both, because the stock buybacks boost up the stocks. Yeah. So, but, but overall, you know, the economy is doing moderately well. 
And again, the, when we talk about China and the trade war, you know, I'll give you an example of the BS. Here's China April exports unexpectedly fall, but imports rebound as fresh U.S. tariff looms. This has nothing to do at all with the trade war. It's a global slowdown. So here we go. Imports of copper widely used in construction and manufacturing were up, but China takes in 50% of all of the copper being produced, and copper prices are going down because there's a global slowdown. China posted surprisingly strong data for March, but initial April readings have been more subdued, suggesting the economy is still struggling for traction. And this is despite all of the cheap money that the Chinese government is pushing into it. Gold, again, gold's going nowhere until there's a major incident that forces it to go up. I mentioned the prices are down a little bit. And oil, oil went up. Here's our forecast for oil. I've been saying this all along, that higher oil prices are going to bring down the economy because what goes into the tank, the gas tank, doesn't go into the cash register in retail or restaurants. Our forecast is, and you've been knowing this for quite some time, that we see gold, stable, uh, gold oil stabilizing at around $70 a barrel. And with the current situation going on, around 80 mm -hmm. So that's what we're seeing it roughly in. Another one, interest-only commercial loans rise to pre-crisis level. Interest-only mortgages are surging in popularity with commercial landlords across the U.S. fueling fears of return to crisis-era loose lending and a spike in defaults if the economy takes a dip. Not only if the economy takes a dip when interest rates go up. Very important because that's what they have a lot in Australia are interest-only loans, commercial loans, and not only commercial loans, but, you know, regular real estate loans. So when things slow down, this could be a very big issue. And then finally, slower inflation presents puzzle for Fed. We're the only ones talking about this. The reason there's low inflation is because of what I call the five O's, open market, overproduction, overcapacity, overpopulation, and online. The whole situation is different. There's too much product, too many workers to produce it. Online is bringing down the cost of everything, and so too are open markets. That's why relative inflation, not real inflation, but government inflation numbers are down. Okay. Welcome to Trend Vision 2020, your money and your life. I'm Doug Grunther with the publisher of the Trends Journal and world's leading trend forecaster, Gerald Salenti. I want to make this clear because this is one of my forecasts. The markets are now near their peak. Hmm. I don't see them going much higher after this. They could go a little higher, but it's going to be mostly a downward drift, up and down, having little to do with the so-called trade war. Matter of fact, I just saw some analysis coming out saying that the current new Trump tariffs will hurt the Chinese GDP by the grand total of 0.5%. <laughs> so we don't see much of that. So also what happened in the United States, 
Equities initially fell after the release of weaker-than-expected economic data. Retail sales fell 0.2%. They expected a 0.2% rise. And overnight data released in China showed industrial production rose by 5.4% in April, and that's the slowest pace since May 2008. Oil. Oil's up a little bit because of the destabilization basically going on in the Gulf. We just saw the uh, stockpiles in the United States rise by 5.4 million barrels, but they're concerned about what's going on in the Middle East. And by the way, it was very important. The International Energy Agency revised its forecast for 2019 growth in global oil demand, 90,000 barrels a day lower from 1.3 million barrels per day, meaning that they're looking for a slowdown. And so too is the Atlanta Fed in the U.S. They just lowered the expectations for GDP growth now in the next quarter at only 1.1%. So what does that mean? You know what we've been saying, lower interest rates. Hmm. That's right. And remember, CNBC did a study, just came out. They said only 2% of the CFOs, chief financial officers, expected interest rates to decline. We believe they're going to decline quite substantially. Stronger home sales boost confidence in May. One of the reasons why the confidence being boosted, you go back to December. Remember those Southern California home sales and <clears throat> around the country going down. Why? Because 30-year mortgage is almost at 5%. Now it's around 4%. Mm, and deal. I'm saying it's going to go below 4 very shortly. Good for the housing market. Yep. Australia's central bank slashes growth forecast. So that's what you're seeing going on. It's a slowdown. India's credit squeeze puts car market into reverse. One after another, the slowdown is here, it's coming, and they're going to do everything they can to reverse it. Hi, this is Gerald Salenti. It's Friday, May 17, 2019, and here are some of today's trends in the news. U.S.-China trade talks have stalled. Anyway, they keep saying this over and over again. So, what happened? The Dow posted its fourth straight weekly loss its longest streak since May 2016. So you know what we say, the markets have peaked. It's not trade wars, there's other things going on. The fact of the matter is economists see about a 0.4 to 0.5% hit on China's GDP as a result of the tariffs. And we've mentioned this over and over again. It's a global slowdown. Yeah, there's picking up a little bit over there in Germany. Europe's up a little bit, not as bad as it was, but basically things aren't that great. So what else do we have over here? Iran's elite revolutionary gods are, quote, highly likely to have facilitated attacks last Sunday on four tankers, including two Saudi ships, in the Persian Gulf, according to a Norwegian insurer's report seen by Reuters. Iran's foreign ministry on Friday rejected accusations by Saudi Arabia that Tehran 
had ordered an attack on Saudi oil installations, also claimed by Yemen's Iran-aligned Houthi militia. So things are heating up over there. And as we keep saying, if war breaks out in the Middle East, oil prices are going to skyrocket and the markets are going to plunge. Global banks handed $1 billion in fines for rigging foreign exchange markets. Who would do something like that? Oh, Barclays Citigroup, who we bailed out. Royal Bank of Scotland, J.P. Morgan. Oh, yeah, great bailouts. MFUG, Japan's bank. MFUG, how about FUC, you know what? Yeah, MUFG. For rigging the multi-trillion dollar foreign exchange market and not one son of a bitch, or I have to be equal in these days of identity politics, or not one son of a bastard went to jail. But those cops, boy, did they get tough with you like, woof, where were you? Your signal light wasn't on. Where were you? How many drinks did you have? Get out of the car. Stand on your head. Repeat the alphabet backwards. Yeah. But the banksters get a free ride and we pay to bail them out in the USSA. We gave them $29 trillion of our money. I wonder why things are so tough out there. Can't understand it because all the dough goes to the top. 